morning, everybody. Good to see you here today. And uh, man, I'm glad if you're on campus or if you are online worshiping today, we want you to know, you to know that we love you and we thank God for you. And uh, happy Father's Day again to all the dads in the house. Now, you know that today is Father's Day, right? You probably figured that out by now. Two videos and a prayer time, you figured that out. Today is Father's Day. Uh, but what you may not know is that we are officially now in summer, all right? As of yesterday, uh, we are now officially, so you thought summer started back in March. No, 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 no. Summer just started yesterday, all right? Uh, yesterday was what they call the summer solstice, uh, which is where one of the poles of the earth, the tilt is closest to the sun, so the sun is higher, uh, stays around longer, have longer days, warmer. And so some of you are loving that, all right? You love summer. So like you're like, you like to hang out at the beach, like go to the lake house, like go to water skiing, uh, like to lay out by the pool, do all that kind of stuff. You, your body gets tan. Josh McCaslin, wherever he is, tan, all right? That, that's, that's uh, you know, you love summer, right? Uh, uh, those of us like me, not so much. You know, I'm Casper the Friendly Ghost, all right? So I, my body doesn't do, it just does this. That's all it does. This in red and then back to this. That's all my body does. Uh, fall, I love fall, all right? I'm into fall, but summer, you know, it's all right. I just kind of wilt in the heat, all right, for a little bit. I have to stay inside. Anyway, uh, back to my point. Uh, you know, the reason why I say this is because God has created our world in such a way that we go through these very distinct seasons, right? So you go through uh, winter, spring, summer, fall, and then back through that again. God's created these seasons, these ebb and flows of life, and that's how God has wired the world. And in the same way, our lives go through seasons. Seasons, highs and lows, good times, bad times, we go through seasons. And that is exactly what Solomon is going to talk about today in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to talk about the seasons of life. And uh, let me just put a warning label on this one. Uh, God's going to get your attention in this message because every single one of us are in a season, right? We're all in a season of some kind or another. And so I want you to get your Bible, I want you to open up with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, beginning at verse 1. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 is where we're going to be uh, landing uh, today. Uh, we're in our series, Under the Sun, the study of Ecclesiastes, which really is all about uh, what matters most in life. And uh, how can we understand our life today in view of God's perspective, all right? Oh, so let's just look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning of verse 1. This is the word of God. There is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. Now stop right there for just, I mean, I want you to underline the word occasion there. Uh, some versions actually translate this seasons. I believe the old King James Version says seasons, NIV, ESV translates the word seasons there. It means an appointed time a special time. The uh, Greek word uh, uh, translation of the Old Testament uses the word kairos instead of chronos. Chronos would be a, a time in a sense of like chronology, right? Time as we know it on our watch. Kairos is a special appointed time. So that's why many times this is translated a season. 
And he said, there is a season, look at it, for everything. He said, there's a season for everything under heaven. Life is filled with seasons, seasons that come and seasons go. Now, I want you to remember that in our study a couple of weeks ago, we said that the phrase under the sun is an important phrase in understanding the book of Ecclesiastes. Under the sun means our perspective of life without God in it, all right? It's just ground level, human perspective, living under the sun. This is what life is like. But there are some times when he uses a phrase under heaven. And when he uses the phrase under heaven, many times he's starting to inject God's perspective, right? So if you look at verse one, it should give you a clue because you you're know this now, you know some of the keys to understanding this book that he says there's a season, a time for everything under heaven. In other words, he's gonna give us some divine perspective on life and on the seasons in our lives. And uh, really, uh, man, I, I tell you what, uh, when, when you're studying a passage, one of the hardest things to do is try to distill down what is the, what is the main thought that, that he's trying to communicate here. And it, when you're taking this whole section and say, okay, what is exactly, what is exactly is he trying to communicate? I really think it's this. Here it is. Seasons come and go, but God is over them all. That's it. Seasons come and go, but God is in control. Seasons come and go, but God is sovereign. Seasons come and go, but God is on his throne. Seasons come and seasons go, but God does not change. Life changes, everything changes, but God does not change. And by the way, that's really good news today. Amen? That's really good news. In light of all the things that we've been seeing, all lot, in light of everything that we've been facing, all the change that's happening around us, it's good to know that seasons come and go, but God is over every season. So what do I need to know about the seasons of life? What is Solomon going to teach us here? Let me give you four main things to write down, okay? Here's the first thing I want you to write down, and that is that you must know your season. You need to know your season. You need to know what season that you're in right now. Everybody here is in a season. Everybody here is going through a season, and so Solomon describes seasons for us in this next section. So look at it, verse two. He said, a time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as loss, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. If, uh, if you've lived a while, then these words may sound somewhat familiar to you. Uh, back in 1965, don't raise your hand if you remember this, all right? Back in 1965, there was actually a song put out by a band called The Birds, all right? I guess they were supposed to be the American equivalent to The Beatles, and your band had to be named after an animal, probably at that time. Anyway, The Birds, and they came out with a song called Turn, 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 and it was exactly these words, all right? These actual lyrics, 
But before it was a, a cool song in the 60s, it was actually a poem written by King Solomon. And King Solomon is talking about uh, what matters in life. And what he's really saying through this whole poem is that life changes. That life is not static. That life doesn't remain the same. That there are seasons that come and go. There are times to begin, like a birth, like enrollment, like getting married, like uh, getting your first job, like uh, getting your first house. And then there are times to end, like a death, like a graduation, like, um, like retirement, like foreclosure. There's a time to begin and there's a time to end. And these seasons come into our lives. And by the way, if you want to dig a little deeper in this, you can even say that there are multiple seasons that you're in in different parts of your life. You know, there's a season you have in your marriage and there's a season that you have in your career and there's a season that you have, you know, maybe in a friendship. There are all these different aspects of your life and there may, you may be in different seasons in different parts of your life. But Solomon is saying that there's a season for everything under heaven and that life never stays the same. And by the way, I think it's really important that you and I know what season we are in. It's important for you to know what season you're in because if you don't know what season you're in, then you, you, you can easily become very frustrated in life. You can become very sometimes angry, sometimes very disappointed, sometimes even depressed because you don't know your season. Just like you go out to a tree and you curse the tree because it doesn't have fruit and yet it's not time for that fruit. The, seed, the tree's got to grow and it's got to put down roots and it's got to go dormant. Then there's a season for fruitfulness. There's a season for barrenness. We see this all around us and the same is true in our own lives. There are seasons of fruitfulness. There are seasons of, of barrenness and dormancy. There are seasons of growth. I mean, you see this all through life. There are, there are times uh, when things change all around us. There are birth announcements and eulogies. There's planting and there's harvesting. There's expanding and there's downsizing. There's building and there's demolishing. There's times for buying and times for purging. There's times when we speed up. There's times when we slow down. There's times when we fight. There's times when we love. And we have to understand that that's the way that life is. That's what Solomon is saying. Now, I want you to understand that this particular passage has meant a lot to me over the last week. And the reason why is because most of you guys know that I wasn't here last Sunday because our youngest daughter got married last week. And uh, so leading up to a wedding is a big deal. Of course, if you've been through that, you understand it. And uh, so the week prior to leading up, of course, everything's kind of coming in line and we're, we're prepared to have the big event. And uh, 
we were asked to pull some of Abby's pictures together. And so we dug into the, the plastic bins, you know, and the under, that are stored under the stairs. And we pulled out a lot of scrapbooks and we started pulling out all these pictures and we scattered them all out on the island in our kitchen. And uh, we started picking all these different pictures. And of course, we found the two-year-old pictures, you know, that are just so cute, right? With their little pink leotards, you know, for ballet class and uh, a little white belt. And we, we had pictures like that. And then we had the snaggletooth Abby the season of time, you know, when she had teeth kind of coming out of everywhere. And, uh, and then you had the, the braces uh, season. And then you had the post braces season. Then you had the awkward middle school stage. And then you had the high school stage. And then the going off to college and the first year of college and what kind, and then the graduation from college and all these kinds of things. And, and I remember having those all spread out on the counter and thinking, you know, I'm just looking at her whole life. There it, there it is, up to this point. And uh, I have to be really honest with you, man, I got really emotional, not just in that moment for like, I was in a funk for about three or four days, all right? This was pastor confession time. And I remember getting in my car and I was by myself, I was just gonna work in the yard by myself, I'm just gonna work it out, man. I'm just gonna work and sweat and that's what guys do. So I just get in the yard working and I had to go to Lowe's to get something. So I go, get in my truck and I drive to Lowe's and I sit in the, in the Lowe's parking lot and I'm just like falling apart. I mean, I'm, I'm crying, I'm praying, I'm like, and I'm like talking to myself, Craig, what's wrong with you? Snap out of it. You know, why, why are you upset anyway? I'm like, I don't know why I'm upset. You know, I am I having this conversation with myself? I say, well, don't you want to get married? Of course I want to get married. Don't you like Campbell? Of course I love him. He's great. Well, why, what are you upset about? I don't know even why I'm upset, which is a very odd thing for guys because guys oftentimes know why they're upset and, and it don't oftentimes uh, don't know why they're upset. And so I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm like, do I need to call a counselor? I mean, what's going on here? And, uh, and as I was sitting there in the moment in that parking lot, God reminded me of this passage. And I didn't hear an audible voice, but this is what God impressed on my heart. He said, Craig, the reason why you feel the way you do is you're going through a season. You're changing seasons. And it reminded me back to the island in the kitchen with all these pictures. And as I started thinking about every season of her life, I, I had a similar moment. You know, remember when your kids first went to kindergarten, you know, and they weren't going to be at a house anymore. All the parents are holding each other crying in the parking lot, you know, oh, my baby is not home anymore, you know, and then remember when, when she started driving and you were like staying up all night and worried about that. Remember when she went off to college, how yeah, you cried all the way back home. Yeah, you know what? When we go through seasons, it's emotional and it's okay. Some of you are going through seasons right now, a season of graduation, Maybe your child is getting married. Maybe you've just had a firstborn. Maybe you're changing jobs. Maybe you're going through a season of dormancy, a season of unsettledness, a season of uncertainty, of you don't know what's gonna happen. And it's normal and it's natural to feel emotion in those changing seasons. And Solomon is just basically saying, listen, life is this way. Life is seasons of ebbs and flows and changes and nothing's gonna remain the same. And I think many times, sometimes we get sad because we're grieving the loss of a season, but we don't really know what the next season holds for us yet. And then when we get into it, go, well, wow, I love this. Why was I so upset? I love this new season, but we don't know that. 
And so it's very important for you and for me to understand what Solomon is saying right here, and that is that seasons come and go. And that you're in a season right now. What season are you in? Is it a good season or a bad season? Is it a hard season or a joyful season? Is it a a season of, of anticipation or a season of uncertainty? Listen, while we don't know what's ahead, God knows exactly what's ahead for us. And he understands it all. So you gotta know your season. Second thing I want you to write down is this. Trust God in your season. You gotta trust God in your season. Look at verse nine. He said, what does the worker gain for his struggles? I have seen the task that God has given the children of Adam to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in its time and he has also put eternity in their hearts. But no one can discover the work God has done from beginning to end. Stop right there. Uh, I want you to notice that he says in verse 10, I have seen the task. Uh, Circle that word task. Uh, Some versions may say, your version may say work that God has or labor that God has or burden actually. Some translate burden. It can mean busyness or work and it can also mean a burden or a weight. And I think that what's really interesting here is that every season has its burden. Every season has its toil. Every season has its difficult season, right? Remember when, uh, when your kids were little, you're like, oh man, I, it's midnight feedings and it's changing the diaper all the time. How can this kid poop so much? I mean, you know, I, I, how does this happen? You know, I gotta get up and then, and then it's like, oh, teenage years. Woo, man, that's just terrible raising kids. It's such a burden, right? And you go through, you have all these seasons of burden. There's a burden in being single and having to carry the weight of every decision on your own back and shoulders. There's a burden in having children. There's a burden in, in being a senior adult, maybe when, you, when you're struggling with health issues. Every season has a challenge. Every season is work. Every season has a, its own weight, right? Its own burden to carry in that season. But he also goes on to say that not only does every season have a burden, but every season also has beauty. Look at verse 11. He says, he has made everything perfect, everything appropriate, everything complete, everything, some versions say, beautiful in its time. That there's sometimes in that season you go, man, I just love my life, you know? And in the hectic pace of life, you just sit back and you're at a ball game and you go, I just love that I have kids that play ball and it's a beautiful day and we get to be out here and enjoy this, this moment. There's beauty in, in every season when you look at your, your husband or your wife of 40 years and you go, man, we've walked through a lot together. There's a season of, and there's beauty in it. There are times when we say, man, I just love the life that God has given us or God has given me. And there's appropriateness and there's beauty even in that. But listen, while there's burden in every season and there's beauty in every season, we need to remember that because many times we tend to want the season that somebody else has, you know? We always want to be in their season and not be in our season. Some might single, man, I just wish I was married. I wish I was in a season of getting married. And they may be saying, I wish I was in a, se- a season of being single, you know? I mean, I may wish that. I wish we were in a season of having kids, but, but you may say, well, I, I wish I was a season where my kids are, were already out, out, of, out of school and, you know, and doing their own thing. And we always want somebody else's season when we need to just be in the season that we're in and embrace both the burden and the beauty 
of it. But I love what Solomon says here. He says, in the midst, even though there's beauty and there's burden in every season, he says this, that he has also put eternity in our hearts. Listen, you will never fully be satisfied in this life. No matter what season you're in, it's always easy to go, well, if I could just get to that next season, then I'm really going to be happy. If I get to this next season, then I'm going to be happy. If I get married, if, if I have children, if my kids get out, if I can go retire and play golf all the time, if I could go do this and that, and I'm always thinking that the next season is going to make me happy, but it doesn't because every season has its burden and its beauty. And he said that we're not wired for, to find full satisfaction in this place. We can only find this satisfaction in another place, in a higher place in a greater place and, and that place is heaven that is place is with God you know, and there's there even a sense of frustration because the, uh, every time that uh, you think you've got everything in place and it falls out of place right or every time you think you get it your act together then then you don't have it together and anytime you you get things to working then it doesn't work anymore and there's a longing in our hearts for a place when finally things will be as they should be and we will finally be satisfied and know God and see the beauty in it all and that is a place that God has prepared for you that is a place you said I go to prepare place for you and I'm going to come again and I'm going to take you to myself so that where I am you can be also and I want you to understand Jesus Christ is coming he's coming to take you to that place and his coming is sooner now than it was before you understand that somebody say amen to that yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 says that there's coming a day when the sky is going to part, that Christ is going to return, and it, with the shout and the loud command and the trumpet blast, and the dead in Christ will rise, and Christ will come, and he will establish his throne on the earth, and all the things that should be, will be, and all the things that are put together, stay together, and what and Jesus Christ will rule and will reign, and that's what our hearts really long for. So in every season, man, don't think that, man, if I can just get into this next season, then I'm going to be happy. No, no. What, what's going to happen is that you're going to set your hearts on eternity. That's why Paul tells us, 1 Corinthians, to, to set our minds not on earthly things, but on heavenly things, because earthly things are temporary, but heavenly things are eternal. That's why in 2 Corinthians, he said, we look through a glass dimly. We don't fully understand all that happens in our life now. We don't understand the seasons that God brings. It's much of a mystery to us, but one day when we get to heaven, one day when Christ comes, we're going to see it clear face to face. We're going to see the beauty. We're going to see all that God has done. We're going to see not our life in slices, but the whole. And we're going to understand what God has done in our life and that he is making all things beautiful in their time. And so Solomon is just reminding us here that in the meantime, we've got to trust God. We don't understand it all. We don't see it all. We, we have, yeah, the burden and the beauty. We go through these different seasons, but we trust God. We believe God. We know that he's working all things together for good. We plant our feet on his word and we set our eyes toward heaven. That's what we do in this life. We trust God in our season. And some of you, you got to trust God in the season you're in. This is a time Sometimes you may be in a season of testing. You may be in a season of hardship. And this is a moment to trust God and to set your eyes on him. So what is Solomon saying? Seasons come and go. 
but God is over them all. That you have a season, that you're in a season right now, that you need to trust God, know your season, trust God in your season. Here's another thing I want you to write down, savor your season. I want you to savor your season. Look at what he says uh, at verse 12, all right? Check this out. He said, I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy the good life. It is also the gift of God whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. You know, I, I just love that. He's just, he's going, hey, we live in seasons. We don't often understand them all. We got to trust God in our seasons. So what should we do with our life? Man, just enjoy your life. I just love that. You know, just, just enjoy life. It just, just be happy with the life that God has given you and enjoy life. That every good thing that comes into your life is a gift from God anyway. Scripture tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from our Heavenly Father who does not change like shifting shadows. And so you've got to choose to enjoy the life and the season that God has. Don't fixate on the burden of your season. Fixate on the beauty of the season that you are in and then choose to enjoy your life. I remember um, several people told me leading up to this wedding, they said, Craig, man, you just need to savor every moment. Man, just soak it all in. Just, just slow down enough to look and appreciate and enjoy the moments. And I did that. I really did. I, I looked longer than I normally do and I savored more and I enjoyed the moment. Sometimes uh, I would just sit back, you know, during this whole process and just say, God, you're just so good. You're just so good. But listen, we should do that not just on big days. We should do that every day to savor the season. He talks about you should enjoy food and drink. And, and what is he talking about? He's talking about, man, just enjoying a great dinner with friends. They go, man, this is good food. And people that I love. And we laugh. Enjoy the long walks at night when the sun goes down. Enjoy those times with your family together. Enjoy the good things that God brings into your life. Long conversations with your family or your friends. Game night, date night. Enjoy them all. Take them all in. Savor each and every one because life is short. And the season is to be enjoyed and savored. He said, you need to savor and choose joy. And I'll tell you what, let me just put a little caveat to this. There are a lot of people, man, they're so busy looking forward to the next season or thinking back to last season, they're never really enjoying the one that they're in. Or they only see the burden in their season and not the beauty in their season. And so they go through life and they never enjoy life. They're just grumpy all the time, right? And Solomon is saying, that is not wise to enjoy the season that you're in, to embrace it, to savor it, because it's good. And it won't be here forever. So enjoy it. And then the last thing he says is make the most of your season. Look at verse 14. I know that everything God does will last forever. There is no adding to it or taking from it. God works so that people will be in awe of him. So stop right there. He said, uh, whatever God does, God does. 
He's sovereign. He's the one that brings seasons into our life. Seasons come and they go. He's the one that's over it all. He's the one that controls it all. I'm not. And so he said, I know this. I understand. What, what he is talking about here is, is a theological term called the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God simply means that God is in control. That God is the ultimate authority and ultimate uh, in control of all things, of the whole universe. Everything that's created is under God's control. And what God begins, God always finishes. What God's plan, no one can change. That God is in control and over all things. That is the sovereignty of God in a nutshell. And one of my favorite verses about the sovereignty of God is Isaiah 40, uh, verse 21. I just write that in the margin of your Bible right next to verse 14. Isaiah 40, verse 21, it says this, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. I love that grasshoppers. Thoink, all right? That's what God's like. He sits over, listen, he stretches out the heavens like a canopy, and he spreads them out like a tent to live in. I love it. Yeah, that's who God is, man. He, he sits over the earth and over our circumstances, over the breadth of our life, over the seasons of our life. And I mean, he rules it all. He, he, he measures out the oceans in the palm of his hand. He stretches out space like a tent for him to sit under. That's the God that we serve. He is sovereign in all things, in control of all things. And so what do we do with that, all right? What do we do and say, well, God's in control of all that? Then what we do is we make the most of the season we have to glorify him. That's what we do. So in my season right here, this slice of my season, I'm not promised anything ahead. What is in the past is in the past. So in my season now, my goal is to make much of God, to glorify God, to point to God, to honor God, to please God in the season that I'm in. And so listen, if you are in a good season, glorify God in it. If you're in a good season and he's blessed you, then praise him and thank him and tell everyone that I have a good father that gives good gifts to his kids even when they don't deserve it. And my heart is full because God, you are good. And I praise you and I dance before you and I sing songs of celebration because of this season I am experiencing your goodness. And when you are in a hard season, when things are dark and difficult and uncertain, then you hold on to the rock that doesn't move. That you cling to him and you put your hope in him and your, and your steadfast confidence in him and you look to him as your comfort and your help and your strength so that people will see you go through your hardship and placing your trust in him and they will glorify him too. Listen, don't waste your season. Use it. Let your season be your platform to glorify God in whatever season you're in. Let it be a platform to make much of him. Seasons come and go, but God is over all of them. And every one of them is an opportunity to know him, to trust him, and to glorify him. What season are you in? Once you bow your heads with me for just a minute, The only way that you can really make the most of your season is by knowing Christ. Christ, the one who 
is over all things. Christ, the ultimate authority of all things. Christ, the one that gives you life and breath. Christ, the one that you are made to glorify and to know and to walk with. And I can't imagine walking through any season in life without knowing Jesus. So I want to ask you, do you know him? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Here's, here's the good news that while we were sinful and wayward and, and living our own life and doing our own thing, that God saw you and he loved you. In your sin, in your waywardness, without hope, without God in the world, he saw you and he knew you. And he sent Christ to come and to pay for the sin that you and I have committed that separate us from God. And that on the cross, Jesus Christ was paying our spiritual debt, paying for our sins. The Bible says the wages of sin is death and Jesus Christ died in your place and in my place to pay for our sin debt. On the cross, he was showing how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. Jesus cried out, it is finished on the cross, meaning it is paid in full, that he breathed his last breath, they took his body down, wrapped him in claws and put him in a borrowed tomb. And all the earth went dark. But the Bible says that three days later, just as Jesus predicted, that he rose again from the dead, that he conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered the grave, he showed himself alive over a 40-day period of time to multitudes of people, proving with multiple proofs, Luke says, that he was truly alive and he offers you new life, purpose in life, meaning in life, in whatever season you're in. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Scripture says. So have you done that? Has there been a moment in time when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, to change you, to save you, to redeem you, to make you new, and to give you purpose and meaning in your season? So I want to give you an opportunity right here, right in this room, or right if you're watching online right now, maybe you've never truly given your life to Christ. Then with your heads bowed, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. If you say, I just don't really know, I'm just not sure if I've ever really nailed that down, then today is your day, now is your moment. With your heads bowed, just pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Father, I know I've sinned against you. I know I've gone my own way. But I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I believe he rose again from the dead. I believe he's coming again soon. So I ask you now, please forgive me. Please change me on the inside. Today I surrender all that I am to you. And I want to know you and follow you all the days of my life. And just with your heads bowed, maybe you're a believer today, but you're walking through a season, good season, hard season, uncertain season. 
Would you just give that season to the Lord? Say, God, I'm going to trust you in this season of my life. God, I want to use this season to bring you glory. God, help me to savor the beauty in it and be faithful even in the burden of it. Lord, I give my life to you. Just tell him that. Father, I thank you so much for your unfailing love for us, that you are a good father. Father, I pray that as we walk through the seasons of life, the change of life, that Lord, we would see your hand in it all, that you're over every season, that you do not change. Seasons come and go, but you remain the same. Lord, help us to trust you in the season that we're in. Help us to savor the good gifts that you give to us and be thankful. And Lord, help us to really make the most of the season that we're in to glorify you, to point people to you while we still have life and breath. Lord, thank you that, that you're coming soon. Lord, I pray that if you come in our lifetime, that you'd find us faithful, walking with you, serving you, making disciples, pointing people to you, Lord. All of our lives are in your hands, and we trust you with it all. And we pray this in Jesus' name.